Welcome to Critical Geek. So we're back, and what would have been our E3 special just isn't happening. But I've replaced E3 with two more special things. We've got Ryan Perrow with Game Hype. Hey, hey. And Mark Sack, a long friend of mine. How you doing? Very good. Mark, why don't you tell us all about yourself, because it's your first time on. Uh, you have a, you've had experience in the industry, and you've also got your own little, little t-shirt company, have you not? Yes, so um, I used to work in the video games industry. Uh, I've worked for Sega, uh, I've done stuff with Midway and Sony. Um, starting from tester, done art stuff, finishing up with like UX, UI design. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty fun, and you know, hopefully it helps with the conversation today. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, from that, I also have a company called Fuzzballs, uh, where I sell cute t-shirts featuring cats and other animals, uh, doing geeky things with video games and all sorts of things. Look, I'm wearing one of your t-shirts right now, which is, I am Pawsome at Gaming. Which and, people uh, can see on the podcast. Yeah, you know, but to find out what it looks like, I'll have to go on your website. Yeah, right? Just in case you said that sort of thing, I'm wearing a Halo t-shirt, <laughs> and Mark is wearing a Nintendo t-shirt. So anyway. Yeah. If you're into that kind of, what are you wearing now, you know? There we go. So we're coming down <laughs> geeks and fetishes. <laughs> if you want to see the t-shirt Neil's got on, you can go to Fuzz Balls and have yes. a look. You can have a look yeah. at Mark's website. Uh, you'll, put, you'll put it in the description, won't you? Yeah, of course you will. Yeah, you can put a link in. But I've said ages ago, that, like when I've tried to sell Mark's products to people, I've gone, it is good. Like, I've just seen it. I'm not just shilling. I'm not saying, oh, check out my friend's stuff. I go, no, the designs are fun. They're cute. I, when I first saw them, I was like, no, I can see the, there's something to this. There's... This is good. This isn't just like the cheap knockoff rubbish stuff we see at MCM where it's like boring anime characters dressed up as other anime characters. So I was no. Like, no, this is a good design. It's cute. And These are cats dressed up as anime characters. Yeah, yeah. It is good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> well, you can decide for yourself, can't you, when you... Uh, yeah. So. so, yeah, I think... So, we would have been talking about E3 now. We would have been talking about what we liked at E3, what we didn't like E3, all the reveals, but it hasn't happened because of you-know-what, which you're not allowed to mention on YouTube and other formats as well uh, but we did have the ps5 reveal well is it bad that i forgot it would have been e3 like e3 has been such a non-event for the past like five years i kind of forget it exists it has for xbox fans everyone saves their stuff for their own shows nintendo has their directs sony have their state of plays microsoft normally do it at like games from a different conference so e3 is just like meh but does that does that mean e3 is kind of dead because like people have just not really talked about it or mentioned it or I think he was dead once they uh, let the public go and it stopped being press only because at least then the event itself with this kind of like tiny veil of mystery around it of like ooh what will we see how many people who are press can go and then now it's like any ticket of a ticket can get in there's, just, there's no hype there anymore and again because of marketing where you've got to share the press and the, the lines it's like oh well no one really announced anything there anyway so I think it, as gaming got bigger it became more and more pointless when it was just like a smaller niche hobby E3 was great because it was this giant celebration of gaming for all the, the kind of niche nerds in the room, whereas now it's such a big, big industry that it's kind of overexposed and there's too much to do in one weekend. I think I missed it, but like I've gone to Mark several times and we've watched the various shows at various times, and I've missed that kind of social, oh my God, what's going to happen? Sort of yeah, because you have all the leaks that come out beforehand, which obviously in the, in the past, and I guess that's what you were referring to, Ryan is that you'd get your magazine of Edge a month later and you'd see all the cool stuff and little screenshots and things would be exciting, whereas now it's all leaked ahead of time by some idiot out there. Um, there's all people like IGN going, oh, what's going to happen in the next 30 minutes? And that's the excitement now. Mm -hmm. Like, are they going to show like the new Halo, the new console, whatever? Um, and then you see it and go, oh, that was fun. Um, and then it's kind of, that's it for another year. And then we just wait for the games yeah. to come out. Or it's consoles because come out. we're older and jaded and more cynical. But, like... 
PS5 thing happened this week, and I knew we wouldn't get a price announcement because Microsoft haven't announced the prices of the Series X yet, and I was like, Sony never go first with prices. They no. always wait. They deliberately took the oi toy out of the PS4 after the backlash to Xbox Super Mario Connect. And it's like, well, they're just going to wait and shoot afterwards. So of course he would. It's a business decision. He would do that. He would wait. But, but, but when, because the market and the, kind of the industry has become so predictable now, it takes the hype out of E3 Anime, because I'm like, you're not going to tell me this anyway. So even the hype for the PS5 event was, we're not going to get a price or a confirmed release date, because Microsoft haven't done it yet. Well, so, Sony know Microsoft are going to be aggressive. And if they come out first, Microsoft can then be super aggressive and make the PS5 look silly. On the well, other it looks silly already. We'll get to that. <laughs> but, uh, but on the other end, though, like, it's only a few months until it comes out, and if it is like four or five hundred pounds, people are going to want to start saving right yeah. now. So they, they need to know a price sooner rather than later. Microsoft said that like, every month they're doing shows, aren't they? They're doing reveals and little press. Yeah, next one's July. So, like, I know you two are, are massive Xbox fanboys. <clears throat> But I, 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 come on, come on, I'm a Halo fanboy. I wouldn't say I was an Xbox fanboy. If Halo was suddenly on both consoles, that would that would make me a huge shift in which I bought. I buy the Xbox for Halo, but if it suddenly, as Phil Spencer's alluded to in the past, he wouldn't mind showing the exclusives with other formats. That would change what I bought. I'd be like, oh, now I'd, I'd probably just buy PlayStation because the only exclusive that Microsoft currently have that I'm aware of is Halo. So if I can get that on PS4, bye bye. PS5. But like. A lot of people say, you know, Microsoft are doing their kind of thing worse, but I think they're, they're pretty smart with what they're doing. So they've released all their third-party stuff, which people have been a bit underwhelmed by, and that's fine. They can get it out there. And now they can come out with all their first-party stuff, all their exclusive, and go, here's an exclusive, here's an exclusive, here's an exclusive. And that's going to look amazing compared to what PS5 did, where they went, here's Grand Theft Auto V, here's an exclusive that's... You know, just an add-on to Spider-Man. Uh, Here's some game from the Octo Dad guys, who I do do really enjoy, but it looked like a PS2 game. Yeah. And people don't understand kind of what's the the sales point. Whereas Microsoft could potentially be doing a, a very good thing here of just edging closer towards these big reveals. Especially when you consider the people watching. So for the most part, if you're a giant gaming nerd, you end up with the majority of the machines anyway. Like we're in my flat now, and there's a Switch, PS4, and Xbox One series, or Xbox One X behind us. And I'll end up with them so I'll get a Series X on day one. I'll probably get a PS5 when they announce the slim version, and I'll take that one. And then Nintendo's console, I'll get anyway, because Nintendo doesn't really get involved in the console war. It's like its own little thing, because Nintendo yeah. do Nintendo, so it doesn't really count. Um, so I'll end up with them all anyway, but I guess from the, the marketing standpoint, they're trying to get the kind of the middle ground of... Dedicated nerds are with it all, and casuals probably aren't even watching anyway. So it's the middle ground who will flip and change between consoles that they're trying to convince. And Sony did a piss poor job of that because it was just, here's a bunch of random crap. So if you were trying to get hype for a game or a console, you look at that going, what's that? There was no detail, there was no substance. It was just, look at this game. And, you know, well, yeah, in the 360 era, everyone bought a 360 for COD and stuff like that. And now they've bought a PS4 to play COD and FIFA and stuff. So. I guess that's who Microsoft is now kind of going after because they've got their Halo fanboys. Yeah. They're always going to stay with, stay with Xbox. There's going to be PlayStation fans who will never go to Xbox, but there is a, a large chunk in the middle who kind of like a bit of both, but are not sure. I think Microsoft are aiming to sell their consoles on it's the best of the middle ground. Like they've got Game Pass, and that means, oh, look at all these great games you can have every month. And you know, we've got Xbox Live, and that's included too, and that's the best service. And look how console is super powerful, and it's backwards compatible, and you can have any of the Xboxes to get all the games. 
where every time people mention PlayStation, they just name off exclusives. Where Xbox seems to be going down the road of, oh, this is the best console for just overall, and we've got these great exclusives as well. Like, you notice the PlayStation never seems to talk about its features or its memberships or subscriptions or anything. It just goes, oh, look, look at this game and this game, Last of Us and Jargon, God of War. And well, yeah, they had, they had PlayStation Now, which, you know, should have been the big streaming service, not Stadia. Mm. And they, they should have been going on, look, PlayStation Now, look, you can stream all these games now, like years ahead of anyone else. And Sony just kind of went, oh, PlayStation Now's out, I guess. Have fun. Like it was to stream a game or to rent a game was more expensive in most cases than buying the game. So the game would be out for some time and drop in price, and it'd be like, "Oh, you can have this for a week for fifty quid." Yeah. And I'd be like, "Dude, it's twelve pound on the store. Like, what? Am <laughs> I doing it this way?" Yeah, we we tried um, Project <laughs> X Cloud, didn't we? Yeah. We tried Halo on it, and it works perfectly fine on our iPhones. It was fantastic. Um, so we we weren't talking about game streaming, but it is an idea that I've happily jumped into. Well, I guess we should probably go back to the, the beginning of the PS5 event mm. and sort of go through it and, and our thoughts and feelings. Yeah, because it's like Ryan said, is that you've got this new console coming out and they've just gone, gang, 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 well, and well, they've not talked about features. Well, they, they led with Grand Theft Auto V of all games. So like, the first thing you see is the well, Rockstar logo. The only like, thing in the world for this time. They didn't lead with that. They led, bear in mind, the, the one rumour surrounding the PS5 that I've heard tons of, especially from my fellow game hype team, has been, it's going to play every PlayStation title ever, backwards compatibility, and I'm like, Japanese companies don't give a shit about backwards compatibility. They never have. And then that sizzle reel side of the PS1, yes. and my phone exploded, back compat, back compat! Like, nope, it's a sizzle reel, it's their player on the nostalgia, I guarantee they're not going to mention the words back or compatible. Yeah, Sony love talking about the legacy, and they're like, they're past, and oh, it's been this many years of this, and that, and the other. Yeah, and then it, that ended, and we got a Rockstar logo, and yeah. my chat just went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, well, totally wouldn't. Well, yeah, they, they never mentioned anything, like even PS4 games. Mm-hmm. And like we know they're going to have PS4 games on, on the system, but yeah, they didn't mention didn't any of that. Nah. And then, yeah, like I said, then you got the Rockstar logo, and then again, everyone's GTA 6, and we're all stuck watching it. <laughs> no. GTA, oh, fuck, no. it's just GTA 5. Rockstar, yeah. what, don't, Rockstar would not announce their game on someone else's time. They just put out their own YouTube video. But I'm not even sure what they announced. So, like, so the online aspect, is, is these the single players, are the online? So the game's enhanced, again. For PlayStation Five, but the online aspect is free for a certain amount of time. Is that how? how right, it's free for a certain amount of time, but the free, the online is going to be its own separate thing because it's like FIFA and like COD. They could happily just sell the online portion or Ultimate Team on its own. And so Rockstar have clearly gone. People are still playing GTA Five. No one's playing Red Dead Two though. We won't we won't mention that. But everyone's playing GTA Five online still. So yeah, just put it. We give it again. It, it was such a weird thing to open with, especially considering it's a third-party game that's going to be on Xbox Series X as well. It was such a, like, such a... I don't know whether it was Sony wanted Rockstar at the event and Rockstar's condition was weird fucking first. It was just such a weird like brag to start your show with. It like, yeah, oh. it's, it's, it's not the thing you launch your brand new console with by talking about an old game that's a 360 or PS3 game at this point. If they'd launched mm. it with... I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn was their kind of new exclusive, so I get why that was one of the last things they showed up. If they'd have launched that with the Miles Morales Spider-Man footage, I'd be going, yes! Like immediately, because I'd have been excited off the bat. But even that's been confusing, because they've come out saying, it's a standalone game. No, it's an expansion. No, it's a standalone game. And it turns out it is an expansion. That you will get separate, or you get, you'll get with the enhanced version of the original game. So you'll buy Spider-Man Remastered, say, 
and then that will have the Miles expansion in it. And like a lot of the Sony fanboys on my Facebook page are like, it's a standalone game. And I'm like, by that logic, a game with the Euro edition is a standalone game because yeah. you're getting the original game and extra content. And it's like, I'm disappointed because I got really hyped. I'm a big Miles Morales fan. And I was really hoping that it would have an entire game with Miles. I text my friend Laura saying, oh my God, I'm actually swinging through New York. And Miles gets a text from Kamala saying she's on the path train. It was so cool. I'm getting all like nerdy and excited. And then, just an expansion. And it might be substantial. It could be, you know, seven to ten hours. But it still, it was presented as if it was an entirely new game. It wasn't called Spider-Man Enhanced Miles Morales. It was Spider-Man Miles Morales. And that was it. And it, to me, was the usual bullshit, misleading Sony trickery that I remember as a kid getting my PS2 open in the box, looking at the little manual that came with all these high-risk screenshots of Ridge Racer, and then sticking it in my console and going, what the fuck is this? You know why they named it that, though? Because that's how they named the Spider-Man films. And a lot of the Marvel films don't have numbers in them. It's Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man Far From Home. But so that's why they've done the game like that. It wasn't like it was edition either. It was just called Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. Mars Morales, which indicated to me, and most people, it was a game. And so can you not buy that separately? They're having a problem, not they're having because technically Spider-Man isn't on PS5. It's the enhanced version that you'll get with Miles. So basically, it's buy our game again on the new console with more content. So if they release that Miles content as its DLC for the PS4, fair enough. You can have the game on PS5 enhanced with the Miles content. But if that Miles content is essentially gate-kept behind a PS5, it's bullshittery to me. And also, if it's based on the, the first Spider-Man game, you're going to get the same content. So you're going to get the exact same city. Yep. Like, they're, like, okay, it's New York, it's always going to be the same, but it's definitely going to be the same this time. Um, with the same kind of missions and, you know, enemies are, are over there with a police truck or whatever. It's going to be the same sort of game with just a different character in it. At one point, can I access the Miles content separately from the main game? I really enjoyed Sp- the Spider-Man game. Yeah, it's but good. I, I don't want to have to play 30 hours of Spider-Man to get to Miles. I want to be able to I'll put that disc in and start the Miles content. It'll, it'll be DLC. It'll be like you can pick this and it'll start with its own thing. But it will be based on Spider-Man. Is it not going to be like Uncharted Lost Legacy? That was released as a separate game. No, no. They've said it's going to be part of... Yeah, so you'll, you'll buy Spider-Man Remastered, essentially, and get Miles content. Is basically what they're saying. Hmm. And that's just misleading. It, it, it was, it, again, it was the example it's setting of this looks like an entirely standalone game that's by itself that's all about Miles. No, it's the same game you had two years ago, but with some extra shit. So in it. it's, it's not like Halo 3 ODST where it's its own separate game. Which that shouldn't have been. Like, I am a Halo fanboy, yeah. but 50 quid for that on day one. Piss off. <laughs> like, like, I love It's one of my favourite Halo experiences, but that's clearly DLC. But yeah, if they made that as DLC as part of Halo 3, you would have been like, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't have gone, it's a new game. You would have gone, it's DLC for yeah, if, this game. Like, if Microsoft launched it as Halo ODST, you'd be like, what the fuck? It's an expansion from number 3, but it was specifically called Halo 3 ODST. Yeah. Saying that it's the same game, the same engine, it's doing all the same stuff. It's just different content. Yeah. And that's what they should have done with this. But because it's Sony, and I'm so used to them deceiving the fan base and the players, it just got my back up the second I found that out. Yeah. Like they, they should have just been honest. Or they should have just made it like Lost Legacy of going, well, it's its own separate game. It's not going to be as long because it is a DLC game, but it is its own content. Yeah, if, if they just came out and bluntly said it's an expansion to a remastered version of Spider-Man, I, still, I would have been excited then because it's like, well, I can play as Miles. And oh, I can't play Spider again. Like it, I would have bought it. I bought GTA Five after playing it on yeah. Xbox 360 Spanish One, so I would have. But at least then it would have seemed genuine and honest instead of them just trying to get some free hype out of a Miles getting his game. But then after that, we had uh, Gran Turismo. 
Which looks as beautiful as it always does. Yeah, I don't, driving games annoy me when they show them off because they have these slow motion cars spinning round and the camera goes in the car and you go, oh my god, it's beautiful. Look at the car, look at the steering wheel. You can honk the horn, beep, beep. And then you play the game and you're not looking in the car because most people play outside the car or with the camera angle where there's no hood of car anyway. And then there's all this scenery just flying past you hundreds of miles an hour. So they put all this effort into the intricate details in the inside of a car, which no one looks at in any way whatsoever. Well, because you engaged with the driving and the track. Well, you have to concentrate. It's a game where you're like, one mistake, and you're screwed. Yeah, because when they're showing off the game, they're they're spinning around the wheels and showing you every nut and bolt, and it's like, you don't see that from your camera behind the car. No. If I got in a car with Mark, and he was driving, and looking around his own car, going, it's beautiful. (laughs) I'm like, stop the car! (laughs) That's even the worst part. It was, there was a lot of gameplay footage. But the, the, the good thing about driving games is all the feedback you get from your control pad and the vibration and stuff and the sound. So you feel like you're dragging, like flipping or drifting the car around the corner or hitting a straight or weaving in and out of traffic. You feel that because you're engaged in playing it. Watching someone play, it's really dull because it's just going left, right, straight, left. And it's really, like, it makes it look dull because you're not feeling the driving experience, well, yeah. you're just watching it. Because they, they showed us a little bit at the start where it was lots of camera views, like replay cameras. And then it was... Here's it inside the car. Someone drives around the natural track. It's like, that's really dull to watch. Do you know what? It didn't last long either. Like, they, they had a weird bit of like a woman on a map screen pointing at yeah, some icons for weird. about 30 seconds. It's like, okay, <laughs> this is, they don't need to add this in. And then they put on uh, half a lap. I was like, okay, it was over. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Again, driving games are niche as hell. So if, I guess in terms of driving games, you probably fall into, it's best driving sims, you fall into the Gran Turismo camp if you're a PlayStation player, mm-hmm. and you fall into the Forza camp if you're an Xbox player. And they're both very, very good games. They're both great at what they do, but they're kind of like the same thing in a different box. Like you don't really, and it's super niche. There's like Not everyone who buys an Xbox or PlayStation 4 is going to buy Forza or Gran No, you're, you're either into Gran Turismo or you're not. Yeah. So it, it, well, it's exciting for that, and it's a big storied legacy franchise for Sony. It's still not a giant reveal because it's like, well, you assume you're going to get one. Like, you assume you're going to get a first-party franchise every console anyway. So, I think it puts our fans at ease. Like, it's not an insult on Nintendo, but they have released a console and they always have the familiar beats. And I think when a console does release, you've got to have the familiar beats that the fans are. Because if you didn't show whatever game for say six months, people like they do on the Nintendo reveals go, "Where's this? Where's Metroid? Where's this? Where's that?" And they get anxious and annoyed at waiting for that, that those franchises to come out. Um, but they did reveal something on the Wii franchises, which was the New Horizon Zero Dawn, a game which we're definitely going to sound like Xbox Phantom Toys now, because I found it was boring. I, I played about 10 hours through it. It's it's a very beautiful game. It annoyed me instantly with the the uh, the prayer beads fetch quest. Yeah. Where, where it's just the old lady going, my prayer beads, go and fetch them. And you're like, who are you? Why? And then she's like, they're on the mountain over there. And you're like, Great, I'll go there, do this tutorial. Um, the gameplay was fine, but it, it, the story didn't move in a way I wanted it to. I wanted to find out about all this future tech and stuff very quickly. Yeah, I And couldn't. instead it just went, here's a load of tribes and stuff, and take your time going up mountains and things, and yeah, I kind of dropped off. I think quickly. you would love it, Ryan. I think you'd love it for the combat and the, the hiding and sneakiness, and you've got to like pinpoint the different parts of a certain dinosaur or monster or whatever. You'd be like, oh, if I hit it here... He's going to set it on fire and knock out this out, and you can use arrows and traps. I think you'd love it. Story-wise, it's just in... play like Last of Us or Uncharted, fine. I'm sick of picking up my PlayStation <laughs> Control to play a pissing third-person stealth-based cover game. Like, I don't want to play it. So, at least Horizon looks 
more freeform than that. I've there's no cover in it, so he's fine. <laughs> there is oh, yeah, it's a third person. Yeah, yeah it's just, it, not that they all play the same, but whenever I look at PlayStation exclusive, they all tend to be of a similar ilk, and I'm just kind of like, that's not exciting to me. But I do want to play Horizon Dawn. I'm playing Last of Us at the minute, mm. before the new one comes out next week. Um, not really enjoying it so far, which isn't because I'm an Xbox fan, it's just because I don't like stealth. I find it, I find it dull. So I'm not like excited about Horizon yet because I haven't played it, so I've got no like hype. They announced it, and I'm all of course you announced it because it's one of your franchises. And it, it looks really great. It looks pretty, yeah. But to me, it didn't have any kind of emotional impact because I've not played the first one. So it's one of the Oddworld because they released a new Oddworld game. That got me. I love the Oddworld. I love the old games. They even like Munchies on us. That makes us like an Xbox fan. Like, I enjoyed Munchies on us. Jesus Christ. But no, I love it. I mean, I bought uh, what's it? Fresh and Tasty, the the remaster of Abe's. Honestly, yeah. the first one. Um, I love it. I, I like Abe. Abe is one of those kind of gaming characters that only people of a certain age remember and love. He's to me, he's with like Crash Bandicoot and like Lara Croft, where he brings back memories of childhood that are, are happy for me. So Ed being like, "Ah, it just makes me laugh," and you know, well, this, this is like the is it the fifth part in like the series? Because ever since he made that first game, he was like, "We're going to make basically five films in essence," and this I think this is like the fifth one. So it's amazing, like twenty years later, it's still kind of going. Yeah. So what is Kind of a, I wouldn't say niche because it's got a, a big fan base, but like he's an ugly character design. It's not like a Sonic or Mario, or whatever. Like no one thinks, oh, ape. Like yeah. Yeah, you're not putting him on a t-shirt and expecting to sell many. Aren't you? No, no. no. <laughs> he does look a bit weird. Um, I've never played. I've never really played any. I think I had one on the PlayStation One as a kid. It's but... very much like Flashback and Another World. Those yeah, sort hard of puzzle games. games. Yeah, puzzle games. Um, the next trailer was Resident Evil Eight, which I called about halfway through because I was like, this looks like just like this looks like a Resident Evil Four remake. But you can't be Resident Evil 4 because of the old man and female main character. But then I got vibes of Resident Evil 4 immediately. There was this creepy village. There was a weird gothic castle. There was like long, they winding, did, They did say the, the shield. No, the, sorry, not shield. The umbrella logo. Yeah, I thought well, I tried that. Yeah, yeah. Like a, 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 a very, a very quick pan. Yeah, yeah. Was like, yeah. what's that? Was that umbrella? And then, yeah. I mean, I've seen lots of people like reacting to that like footage. Like my friend Kate, who's a huge Resident Evil fan. Um, she was watching this on stream with some of her friends and I've seen her reaction go, oh my god, oh, I'm getting really excited about it. I'm excited, but again, it was Sony showing off a game that's not exclusive to its console, so I'm excited for the game, doesn't make me excited for PS5, and that's why I found a lot with this conference, was there were plenty of games released that, oh, that looks interesting, I'll buy it on my Xbox. There, was, there wasn't much in terms of exclusive content to make it feel like a Sony event, it could have been any event. For, for me, I'm a little bit down on it, just because visually it's very monotone. Like, I like Resident Evil when it's like Resident Evil 2 with, with, with lots of colour yeah. and a modern city and stuff, and this was very drab. I mean, several was drab as hell. It was like a very sepia tones with the colour palette almost. It was very, it was kind of like brown saturated. It was very yeah. grim looking and grimy. Um, I thought it worked well because it gave a kind of creepy horror edge to it. Um, I don't know how that's going to work in an actual environment because most of Seven is set in a creepy looking old house. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it's going to work if you're in a like weird Eastern European looking village if that will be like oh, well, that was four that was four it worked perfectly fine with four you went from different locations in four you say I don't like four do I like, no so you can shut up that's that. <laughs> no four, four is very drab as well in a lot of ways like it just needs a bit of colour in there you, you get it when you get into the mansion but four had like you had uh, just old village I mean uh, four is a great game like the village bit at the start is, is probably the best bit of the whole yeah, game old village old village in the rain at night Spooky Gothic Castle, more Spooky Gothic Castle with like grand ballrooms and all this type of stuff. Uh, mines, and then the classic, oh, we're suddenly in a science facility. 
which is clearly cliche Resident Evil, but I think it had a variety to it, like a lot of the Resident Evil do. But I'm excited to see Resident Evil. I'm, I'm it's weird. I don't think I was. I don't think it was ready or even close to being ready. I didn't think it would be coming this out, out this soon. Did we get a release date for that? Though? I don't remember seeing pretty much any release dates of the whole event. And this was what was weird about it. There was a few saying holiday 2020. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, this one's first person again, so I assume PlayStation VR two. Uh, which obviously they didn't announce, but they showed the camera, so obviously that's the, the yeah. Hint, I was going to mention about how there's no VR, but they randomly had the little web camera, and I was like, that's a weird thing to talk about. I haven't seen any confirmed details, but from what I've been reading, if you buy the digital version of the PS5, you get the media remote and stuff. The digital version, you mean like off their website? Or no, we've, like we've, we've had the, the disc drive. Oh right, oh, right, right yeah. which we'll yeah. get to later. Which we'll get to, but. Apparently, like you get some stuff with that to kind of bump, equate the price up, as if like they're putting extra crap in. But I haven't seen this confirmed anywhere. Mm. Just been discussions I've seen on friends online. Yeah. Right. So it could all be baseless and nonsense. But um, it's an well, premise. you've you've skipped a couple games because you forgot uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I could have Duck and Daxter. Oh, the, <laughs> the game right now has got so mad at me. I was like, I thought it was Duck and Daxter. And they're like, you fucking twat. They got really mad at me for not getting the difference. And I'm like, it's a fact, it's one of those PS2 action franchises that I, I just skipped yeah I mean it, it looks nice um, and like in the past people said they were great games I never played them personally um, they showed off all the the SSD speed stuff by time travelling and going to different locations instantly yeah um, which you know only looks impressive if you you know what's going on otherwise as a game we have seen that stuff before in you know stuff like Bioshock Infinite and stuff like that yeah so it's it's hard to tell how impressive it will be. There's lots of shiny stuff. I noticed that every every game had shiny floors everywhere. Where was Knack Three? So I was waiting for <laughs> Knack Three. Oh, they, they're they're going to hold that back for the next yeah, Xbox yeah, reveal, aren't they? They need um, to compete against what it. What was that cameo s game of the girl with the staff and the little little black creatures that I don't remember? What was that called? Kaydeco or something like that? Was that a, yeah. That a really oh, we had a very RE style name, didn't it? It was. But that was probably the, like, the game I got most excited about. Yeah, it's a, a little bit like Pikmin yeah. to use the characters to do things. Yeah, that looked it looked more interesting in the gameplay rather than the, the little trailer they had before. Yeah, and again, that was a new IP, so I was excited. Like I like seeing new IPs. I get kind of bored by companies just relying on their first party franchises all the time. Which, which is... let, let's be honest, Xbox does that a lot. You yeah. know, it's always oh here's the new Halo, here's the new Gears, here's the new Forza. It's like yes, can. We see something new. Yeah, I've lost count of the times I've heard world premiere and they've panned across and a car's been revealed and I've got half bucks when it's all the time. So be good to see some like it's nice to see a new IP. I don't know if that game's exclusive to PlayStation, because no. as always it was a Sony conference, so it was Vegas hell. Um, but that looked cool. If I can buy it if that's only on PS five, I'm unlikely to buy a console for it. But again you, you'd be you you'll keep an eye on it at the very least. Yeah, uh, Kenya or Kenna Bridger Spirits. I'm going off a list here that's not got any particular like uh, list, create list here. Like, well, like Mark said, we missed one. It's just I'm going off a list be, here. Be, before we go back to the games, though, uh, I've got to talk about the symbols that appeared in between every game. So you had like the cross, the circle, yeah. square, square etc. Yeah. I kept just parroting it. Like, <laughs> square, circle, triangle, cross! Fight! <laughs> Who's your favorite? It was like, have you forgotten what you're watching? It's PlayStation! <laughs> that was there, there was a lot of familiar games that we've already seen at E3. Uh, Deathloop, which doesn't look interesting in the slightest. Yes, it does. It, it does doesn't look, doesn't that look interesting fine. at all. Apparently, so the guy you play as is obviously your player character. The woman that's trying to kill you every day can be player controlled, so another player can enter your game and play as her. So if she kills you, you start again. 
Which, I can never decide with game invasions if I like that kind of stuff or not, because in theory it's fantastic. But if I'm this close to finishing the game, and you jump in and kill me, I'm going to be fucking livid. But yeah. at the same time, I thought Death Loop was great, it was interesting, again, new IP, something to get excited about. I will say this, I imagine it's because you look to me like Dishonored, and you like the Dishonored games. I do like Dishonored And I just, just like, this looks, looks rubbish to me. Um, I don't know, it didn't do anything for me, but we saw that about two or three years ago. Like, Mark, you can be the decider in this, what do you think of Death Loop? Uh, it looks interesting. Remind me of the the film with uh, Tom Cruise. Am I saying that? Uh, that live, die, yeah, yeah, repeat thing, yeah. But that wasn't the name, was it? Like, no, yeah, all the posters say like live, die, repeat, and then the, the name of the movie was something else. I'm like, die after day. Oh, that's a Bond film. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it had its cinema name, and then it day after tomorrow. It's called Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, but no one remembers it as that because it wasn't the highlighted part of the poster. Um. There was Spooky Game, which we saw in E3, oh, when everyone loved that Japanese lady. So, oh, that took a fucking left turn. Ghostwire Tokyo. So yeah. the trailer, so we go back to the original trailer. We had this lovely, adorable Japanese lady who everyone, the internet loved because she went, it's spooky. Mm. And everyone was like, yay, Japanese lady. Oh, you mean the actual woman hosting? I think yeah, yeah, no one yeah. did in the trailer. No, 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 there was no one in the trailer. No ghosts walk around going, ooh. Um, and then the game started, and it was this bright, coloured, crazy, first-person magic wielding action game and I was like oh this is not what I thought it was going to be from the original trailer the original trailer showed like empty streets and people's clothing falling away and a dog looking sad because its owner's disappeared that's the like, one that shows all the Tokyo streets right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so that like as someone who's been to Tokyo and like just seeing like Japanese streets like brought to life like that it looked really really impressive and you're like oh I wonder what this could be it's going to be something that's a bit light hearted and then it just gets very dark and twisted and you're like okay this makes it more interesting now that it's set in like a more real life location. I think the game looks good and interesting and enjoyable. I will play it. I want to play it. But if you compare that to the trailer we saw last year, if you show me that gameplay in that trailer, I wouldn't have put those two games together because the trailer we saw, the actual trailer, was really spooky and creepy and gothic. And this started that way with like the schoolgirl who didn't have a head and was quite yeah. creepy. And then all of a sudden, when you got to the gameplay, it was like people turned into like digital cubes and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, like, it, ooh. I, like, if any city in the world was going to go weird and cybery first, it, in my mind it would be Tokyo, so fair enough. But just the juxtaposition of like the horror and the creepiness, then suddenly all this, this like, frantic, colourful action, put me off a little bit. Yeah, same. It didn't... I was like, oh great, some sort of horror franchise. Oh, no, no mind. It's an actually weird digital Matrix game. No, I was. I personally was put off by it. Um, I, yeah, just... I wanted horror, I guess. I had this kind of mad, colourful light flashing experience killing my eyeballs um, yeah it didn't do anything for me that one but that's one I watch but I'm less excited now than I was when I, I first saw the trailer I think horror games are not games that you read like yes I'm going to buy a console for that you're either into like horror games and being scared and interested in them but they're not console sellers hmm. um, I think it's because you only you play them once that's the problem yes. with horror like comedy once you've heard a joke or seen a fright you've seen it yep. so there's not much reason to go back and play it again um, whereas something else, like I don't know, maybe Last of Us 2 or any kind of big franchise, or hey, like, there's, there's another feature there to go play. Most horror games don't have multiplayer. So. No, and, and horror games either get it very right or very wrong. Yeah. Outlast. Just a quick example. You, I was a horror game, an alien isolation. There's horror games I have no interest in. Couldn't play them, no interest. No Played patience both. for stealth. So. Liked both. Isolation was better. Um, obviously, it was a like, AAA studio title as opposed to an indie game. Um, the AI in Alien was really good, so I didn't feel like I was 
forcibly repeating bits and trying to fall an arrow. The alien found me. And I'm like, okay, I'm dead. Mm. Like it wasn't it wasn't jump scares where you're like, oh, what's gonna be behind this door yeah. right now? It was like the alien movie. It was tension and like fear of what's around the corner, and you took it slow and it kind of palpable. Last outlast on the other hand was a lot more. I'm stuck in this section. I keep getting caught. So then I just go fuck it, run. And you just run down a car. And yeah. Run down ten. How is they hit miss? How is they hit and miss? And this this Tokyo Ghostwire game, it just it's a big miss for me now because it went too far the other way. Um, you were talking about invading people's worlds. Uh, Demon Souls remake is was also one of the games showed a franchise I've never cared about. I tried to play, couldn't get into it. I'm sure people would be like, just get good, but I don't care. Um, yeah, it's got his fan base, and I think it's very clever for them to just remake whatever the earliest version was because you know that will the fans will eat that up. Well, people, the fan the fan base has been asking for that for a while. Mm. They've wanted Demon Souls remastered for a good, good, good long time, and they're finally getting it. As far as the franchise to me, it's one of those games where it's difficult, so my brain wants to play it and wants to get good at it because there's a challenge there, and I like that. But I've never massively got into it, mostly because the stories is there. It's just hard to find. You've got to find in-world stuff and it's not just kind of the story's not just thrown at you. You've got to work for the story. But when you've got to work for the story and work to survive and then there's the kind of difficulty frustration, it cuts me off. I'm just like, well, I don't want to have to work for the narrative. Give me the narrative but let me fight to get to the story, not make me fight for the story. So I'm not, I'm not that stressed. Mm. I'm not a game I'd buy. Uh, yeah, I have no interest in it. No. So there's um, something really I can add. But you love VR and we had an Astrobot reveal. Yeah, so that looked quite interesting because Astrobot on PSVR is is really amazing. Um, it only works because of the VR though. If it was, if you played it outside of VR, it would just be like a, a lazy Crash Bandicoot ripoff. But the VR really adds so much to it. Just just the spectacle and things going on, and you having to be the camera almost. Uh, this looked like I guess like a Mario 3D game, but with Astrobot. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes. Is that an indication with not being confirmed of VR for the PS5 that they're looking at some of those VR franchises and going, well, we need to make a non-VR version? I think um, from Sony's perspective, they they wanted to show a lot of different games for their system, so they didn't want to be like COD, Army Men, Death and stuff. They want to show lots of different things. Um, and platformers, especially on PS4, they've generally lacked. Well, I think Sony lack a mascot. They don't have a go-to character anymore. No. Lara isn't like console exclusive anymore, so she's gone. And we've not had a Jimmy game in a while, and the last one apparently isn't really good. I've not played it yet. But they haven't got a mascot, so I think they're also looking for... Like, they tried Sackboy. Sackboy was like, look at our mascot! And he yeah. kind of disappeared, and no one cared. They don't have that kind of... See the character, think their console. Whereas, yeah. obviously, the Master Chief is that for Microsoft. You see the Chief, you think Xbox. They don't have that for PlayStation. Well... Xbox has this issue as well. It's like, where do you have these like kind of younger age platformers, and they don't exist on Xbox or PS4 really? Well, um, Super Lucky's Tale came out what two years ago on Xbox. Yeah, Xbox exclusive. Actually, no, it's not on Switch now. But when it came out, it was exclusive. Yeah. Um, I adored that game. It took me back to kind of platformers. My youth, I really enjoyed it. I actually remember saying, if this had come out on the OG Xbox, he could have been up there with the chief. He could have been the face of a console. Um, cause yeah, because it, it's a game. Like, yeah. it, it's a video game rather than, you know, a death simulator or whatever. It almost is a Nintendo franchise. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Look at it, It's got a bright colourful mascot. The gameplay stays the same, sticks to itself. It's very much a game. I'm not there, you know, embroiled in a giant plot about Third World Terror or whatever. It's just, oh, look at the fox making jump and collect things. Yeah, and, and that's what Astrobot looks like. So, um, I mean, yeah, Astrobot VR was, was really great. Um, we'll see if Sony can pull it off with this one, I guess. So you're, you're a big fan of VR, so it... it... I'd probably imagine that was one that stood out for you. 
you ask anyone, Astrobot is like the PSVR showcase game. Mm. Um, it's, it's it's the equivalent to like Mario sixty four in terms of like what it's doing in terms of not just like the the genre, but also games in what it's making you do. Uh, obviously, this is going to be like a, a step back, and Sony have not traditionally been great with their platformers. You know, looking at Knack and stuff like they're okay, but they're not up there on Nintendo NAC level. Was, like the best thing ever made. To, yeah, to certain people. Yeah. Um, so, um, we're not going in a particular order. I'm just going about the list of things I can remember as well. But do you remember, did you remember the Bug Snacks game? Yeah, so that's that's by the Octodad guys. Yeah. So, Octodad is a... I really like it. It's a really good game. They're not a AAA studio, so to be fair. It's a weird game. It looks like a PS2 game. Um and it, it looks and like an animated series. Everyone says it's a really odd choice to put it here. And Sony said, yeah, we wanted to show lots of different things. It's like, I don't think you should have shown it in your launch trailer for your brand new super powerful console. It's mm. like pad into me. It's like, crap, we haven't got much to show. What can we put in? Same with the GTA. I think it just felt like Sony were grasping at stuff to throw into this event. To be like, look, the stuff here. But I'm like, why is this Why is this here? Why is this next to Horizon Zero Dawn? This should, this should have been in like the second trailer of like, here's some more games also coming out. It like, shouldn't be a showcase game. The really confusing, impossible to follow, annoying idea Xbox montage you get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it almost should have had like, one of those that you could actually follow. Every year we'll watch one and I'll go, oh, I remember that game with the boat and the RPG and the boat and I'm like, I don't remember the 35 but I remember the boat one. Yeah, the, the one with the explosion <laughs> with pixels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the book snacks looked to me like an animated series and it didn't look like a kiddie game. Because what? there were these like weird creatures eating bugs that were fruit well, at the same time. Like, I don't know what the point no. is. I'm, like, I'm just like, she had strawberries and she had like a curly fry for her hand. I, I don't understand what was happening. <laughs> I, I think for now, just move on. Like We'll come back to this game uh, when they show more about it because it's just too weird. Just a mess. Yeah. I mean, it probably stood out, which was a good thing in many ways. Um, but there was, there was a lot of different... Is it, is it a good thing? Well, I mean, like, I guess so, because we, we were going, we're going on about it. What the fuck is books that? So we're not going, like, <laughs> I really want a PS5 now. We're going, what the fuck is books Because, yeah, when, when PS4 came out of Octodad, everyone was like, oh, that looks kind of fun and interesting. You play as an octopus, and it's difficult to control when he's, you know, having to do a wedding, but pretend to be a person. Like, it was an interesting idea. This, I don't know what the idea is. Yeah, you could see what you had to do in Octodad immediately. It's like, oh, well, it's an octopus. He hasn't got a scan. It's hard to control. Philippians, you got it. Like Manuel Samuel, it's clearly obvious what you've got to do mm. and stuff, but this wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, goodbye, Volcano High. Contentious emo angst bollocks, but it's got some dinosaurs in it. But I don't, like, is it going to... When I saw it, it made me think, oh, life is strange. I'm like, am I just going to be playing their story through and making the odd choice? Which I'm fine with, um, but there wasn't any... There was, game no, game there was no gameplay, no. It was just like, here's some dinosaur people. Actually, actually, to be fair to Sony, most of their games had gameplay in, which was the big argument against the, the last Xbox One, where they said it's all gameplay, and it turned out half of them were trailers. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that game, I kind of forgot about it until you mentioned it, but I'm not writing it off. I just, there wasn't enough there. Like, no. like, like with whatever it was called, snack em <laughs> <laughs> That's a better name than Bad Snacks, isn't it? <laughs> like, it... It's too early to judge. Like you'd have to give it. You've got many. Yeah, I mean, I'll bring up a quick example. I played Life is Strange. You you told me to play Life is Strange. Yeah. And about forty minutes to the first episode, I stopped playing it. I was like, oh god, it's sort of annoying teenagers being cool and oh, and I just turned it off. But then when I played it, I was like, oh, this is this is better than anything Telltale has ever made, and it was a brilliant experience. 
Maybe it will be, maybe well, by we, this time next year, it will all be around dinosaur tales and we'll be talking about dinosaur games. We, yeah, we, we don't even know if it's point and click, if it's action or whatever. Yeah. Like, who knows yet? No. Mm. Um, one game I did look the look of um, was The Pathless, which is the weird fable like dungeon crawler game. It's got you had like a hero smacking about goblins and then it would randomly cut to an old man walking around a house having a poo, which. I don't know what oh, the story oh, that, No, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. It kept jumping to just random weirdness. I can only assume it was meant to show how, you know, the hero's doing heroic things and whoever that guy is, maybe he's a king or a leader or the governor we, of a city, he's on benefit from it. I through this bit. I don't remember this. <laughs> no, yeah, like, like there's a bit where the character's like carrying someone and then it cuts to like you attacking people. And it's kind of like chibi style, I guess. Like, very cute. No, no, I didn't remember it. Yes, the, the art style would be one it immediately, even mm, though I don't yeah. know if I get And then, like, a bomb drops, but then it has a guy on the toilet, and you're like, okay, I don't know where this is going. Don't know where the... Again, I imagine it's to do with a, a, a conflict, you know, not a conflict, but like a comparison of, oh, this man's going through all these hardships probably just doing it for the sake of others and he's the king just sitting all lavish eating food. I don't know, you I don't look like a king. You I hope like the man scene. on the toilet is a writer. And he's working through plot elements while on the loop. So and case, you're playing the plot elements. Yeah. So oh, he'll go like, "Oh, I need a goose," and he'll go to the bathroom, <laughs> and they'll be like, "What does the hero do next?" And then you play the hero challenge, and then go. He goes back to his laptop yeah. and But I don't. I have no idea. I mean, I didn't know the game was called Pathless, so I'll give it that later. Right. And um, the art style was cool. While on the subject of what was absolutely the best game in the entire show, was Stray, which was the. You weren't you weren't in the party chatting at this point, but the second we saw the cat, the whole group went, Neil's game! Yeah. <laughs> so it looks really good. Um I found out on Twitter it'd been shown like four years ago as a tech demo that looks pretty much like it does now. Um as a game it looked really interesting though, just like the the scenery and, and stuff. Apart from the homeless robots, which I had I don't get how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Why are the homeless robots? But what was really interesting is the cat's walking around, but the robots were like looking at the cat like it was out of place. Well, like almost like there should be robotic cats. It was only do any living thing in the trailer, wasn't it? Well, yeah. yeah, normally you'd see a trailer like this and it'd be like Oh, it'll follow the cat and then the camera will pan away and do its own thing. Yeah, you'll um, see what's actually going yeah. on. But it, it turns out like you you play as the cat and you've got to solve a mystery of some kind. Um, ooh, Fucking sold. PlayStation 5 <laughs> sold. I'll get the Super X HDR 4K version of the console it, for that. Like Visually, it reminded me of Chappie a lot. Yeah. I know um, but yeah, it, it looked really cool and interesting. Uh, Want to see more? That, yeah, that did what you want an announcement trailer to do. It made you go, ooh. Yeah. And you're like, I'm now intrigued. If you tell me I can either play that on PS5, I'm going to be like, oh, should I get one? And yeah. yeah. There was uh, Solar Ash, which is a game I don't really remember too much of, than watching the trailer earlier, which was an action, just another colourful action adventure, hack and slash RPG, which is a game I kind of, looks more like a bit of a, like a Switch style action game, but the Japanese like those type of games. Um, I don't think it stood out. Don't remember it, so no, that, yeah. It didn't look particularly interesting. So this is the problem. But this then we could bring up a problem with these reveal shows and that people are immediately going to jump on GTA or Horizon Zero Dawn and these other games, like the indie ones that happen at Xbox, they just get lost in the mix. It's well, I think, they, lost I think the they get lost because the quality of what's being shown is either poor or it's not memorable enough. Like we, Mark and I have forgotten it. That's not... I wouldn't say it's in the fault of the event. It's that that trailer didn't stand out, whereas certain games did stand out to us that we were really excited about. So. Yeah, so some games are just very generic, and you're like, oh, it's just a big guy with an axe, you know, doing stuff, you know, whatever. 
Yeah. Was um, that the game that I thought was like Smite 2? No, that was God 4. God 4, yeah, see? I'm just like... So that's another one. You, you, there's, there's so much stuff in it, I'm just like, eh? Yeah, there's two, yeah. There's two, the problem with those games is you get colourful action RPG and they don't stand out. Well, there is one issue with, with this, is that when we watched it, the feed was 1080p, 30 frames a second. Uh, mm. They've released later on the, the 4K feed. And they've said, like, actually, visually, everything looks much more impressive uh, because of that, because you don't have all the, the filter from YouTube mm. and whatever, um, which probably helps you in noticing, like, if a game looks better and stands out more than just, you know, random bloke. I mean, I will go and watch the 4K version just to see what difference it makes. It ain't going to make that fucking machine look better. No, no. Can we finally get... <laughs> right, let's, let's finish the games. So, um, there's got to be a few Well, more. do you know what? I'm looking down the list. Well, let's, let's go through it quick, then, because there was that okay. game that looked... Uh, rubbish, which was like um, a spaceship that you saw from far away going over lands and. Look like shit, No Man's Sky. Don't know what it was. Which is a fucking achievement. Uh, <laughs> Ret- Returnal looked good, which was the. Um, sort of, it looked like a spooky science exploration game with the, the lady astronaut, and then it turned into. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Firing, action. It looked like, like um, Alien, didn't it? There was Destruction All Stars, which I thought looked like a bag of wank and thought it was actually a, either a Twisted Metal or a Destruction Derby revival for a second. That, no, I, I think that looks really good, but it's not a £50 game. No. In, in its current form. Like, if that's all it is, that is a mode in a game. Or like a Rocket League or something, where if it's like a cheap downloadable game, great. If they want 50 quid for it, no. To yeah. me, it just looked too pandery. It was just like, look, kids, flashy Fortnite star characters <laughs> yeah. in cars! And I was like, ugh. I'm like, you need, that game needs to be amazingly fine and cheap for me to be interested. There was going on what... So Returnal had the worst name of all the games, and going to the second worst game name was Pragmata, which was... Uh, that the had a Cap- candy, though. Yes, it had a candy. Which was the Capcom game, which I believe oh, was no, done that, by the writer of Dead Space. That um, looked really interesting. Which was the random, generic, beefy robot hero with the girl. It was an astronaut, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an astronaut. Yeah. It's set on the moon, apparently. Uh, yeah, and then like the, a spaceship or whatever came crashing through the world... And then he could escape out of it. It reminded me like the Truman Show. In yeah, a way, because obviously, yeah, obviously, because yeah, yeah. he's got to get out. But yeah, that looks interesting. What it's about, who knows? I'm intrigued, at least. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's something I'll keep an eye for. That's the problem, again. I mean, not to completely be bashing company reveals, especially for Sony in this case, but Sony have this habit of revealing stuff too early so that they frustrate me and I've stopped giving a shit by the time it comes out. It's like, here's an announcement trailer, here's a teaser trailer. Here's a gameplay trailer. Here's some like gameplay live. Yeah. The game's out next year, and by that point, it's been six years since you first announced it, and I've stopped caring. So this is interesting, but I'm like, great, there's an interesting trailer. I don't know when it's coming out, so I'm not the hype train hasn't left the station yet because I don't know when it's going to get here. No. It was NBA Two K. Right, console time. Who hang, was on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Got to you forgot about Sackboy. Um, Come on, got, if we're going to talk about the, uh, the platformers and the mascots, you've got to mention that. Fine. I mean, to talk about Sackboy. This looks like a Sackboy game. I like Sackboy. I think he looks great. If they, I mean, they probably do sell plush Sackboys. Yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah, I probably would probably buy one if they were any right, They went quite big for a couple of years with, with Sackboy merch. I don't know if it ever really took off. I just like his design. I think he's cool. Yeah. I don't like Lumen Plant games because I don't, I don't want to sit there and create a game for someone else to play, but I happily sit and play a game. Just like Mario Maker. Great idea, but I ain't building a level. I'll just play the one you guys make. Um, but, but even then, they're, they're often quite janky because you couldn't be bothered to do it properly. Like, Mario Maker works because it's very easy to make a Mario level that that works and finishes. Little Big Planet was just way too complex. And the same with Dreams. Like, you can do anything, 
most people are not going to have the time to do that. Yeah. Uh, so this this game being like an actual platformer could be quite good. Yeah, like Cords playing a sackboy, like yeah. As long as they fix the the jumping mechanics, because sackboy never controlled well in Little Big Planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was just too floaty and weird. Um, but yeah, it, it looked interesting, so we'll see. I mean, it's, it's nice to see a kind of I guess a PlayStation character not being abandoned entirely. You know, they're trying to do something with him. Maybe maybe the kids will care. I mean, if you know, if you're buying the one console for the family living room, bearing in mind that the gamers are the age of right now, the majority of my friends who have kids all game with their kids. So, you know, while they're playing COD in the kids' room bed, they can play Sackboy together. It had co-op. I will so, say this, though. The Little Big Planet games are one of the only franchises and genres of games where you are asked to build a world and play games that have actually survived. There was that one on Xbox. You know, you, anyone get a point? Can they remember what it was called? Oh, Project Spark. Yeah, there we go. Yep, Project Spark, where you had to, you could build games. Don't feel like I wouldn't know in that. And it just looked like, can someone make a new Fable game, please? When you looked at the visuals yeah. and the mechanics and the engines they used, and no one it, gets shit. It's a technical feat, like it was impressive, but as a game, it's not. No. no. Um, so, there was also was it was it the Dishonored people? Um, I forget what the game is. Someone where you you die and rewind time again. Yeah, we talked about that. Definitely, that was definitely yeah. Okay. And um, would you, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I was a bit cynical on that one, but um, shooters go. It didn't grab me. I lined they were particular with my shooters, and that didn't. I was just looking straight when I go. No, it didn't interest me. So, um, right, shall we get onto the console? Because I know you've been dying to go <laughs> off on it, Ryan. What? The? I was going to say my opinions mellowed somewhat since the launch. It hasn't. It's freaking hideous. It's horrible. The, the more you find out about it, the worse it gets. Like, when you look at it, you go, okay, it's a bit ugly, but maybe it'll be fine. But then you find out that it's, like, absolutely huge. Like, bigger than any other console that's ever been made. And you're like, oh, where's that going to go next to my TV? It's going to look like an Alienware PC yeah. next to it. And it's... The disc tray version, to me, is hideous because of the giant board at the bottom for the disc drive. So, yeah, if you're not seeing, they've made two versions. One's digital, one's got a disc... Um, they start with the digital version like in terms of design so it's got curves and everything and then they've gone oh we need to add a disk drive and they've, yeah. it looks like they've slapped on the side obviously they haven't no but um, it's on the, like, the right hand side of the console there's a console standing as they want it yeah. but they didn't make it asymmetrical and then pull asymmetrical and put a dissimilar size board on the left yeah, hand side they just, they, if they'd at least pad it out the other side it wouldn't look as jarring to suddenly have this disk drive sticking on yeah, the side yeah because every other console they're generally the same but the drive's just not there so why couldn't they just make like go? Here's the machine. Let's leave a gap for the drive and just have it empty if there's no drive there. Yeah. Put them, well, that's what like Xbox did with their S edition, didn't they? Yeah. Just, um, okay. I'm upset over and over again when people talk about the new consoles. I just make snarky comments and say it's just going to be a big black box. I don't know how I feel on it because it looks different, but there's certain angles where it looks fine. <laughs> Looking at it front on, which is what, <laughs> which is what we all saw. I was like, oh, it's horrible. It's got these giant colours that stick up on the top, like Elvis. these like wings yeah. that stick up on the white. There was it, it, the console being mostly white over black. I don't think it's a good look. Um, I've seen renders where it's entirely it's like black with blue lights or yes, black with red. Right. Like, it doesn't look as bad. So a lot of PC gamers custom build their PCs and there's lights all over the damn thing, so you can see inside them. A lot of those PCs look fine because there's like a little bit of illumination on them. 
To me, all that crap is just them justifying the amount of money they spent on the machine. Yeah, it, it probably is. Because they're guilty they spent the money otherwise. But physically having these little illuminations of light on it looks... I suppose it's like the Knight Rider car. They all look a bit like, oh, there's a, there's a light tool. There must be power. The versions I saw where it was all black with that red light or that blue light, I was like, oh, no, that looks quite cool. Yeah, that that, I, quite I like the lights on this. It's a bit yeah. like the PS4. But... That's not real. That's not the console. No, that is true. The that's fact true. That, the fact that but, an hour after reveal, people made better looking versions of their machine by simply changing the colours. Yeah. It looks like... I mean, if you show a console and the majority of people's response is it looks like a router, I feel like you're fucked up. Mm. Because it, you see it and go, that's not... Like you said, that's not a big... You, go, what? you then said, that's not a big black box. You go, what the fuck is that? If it was the size of a router, I think it would be fine. Yeah. But it is absolutely massive. I was is just it... looking, the Xbox Series X is about just a bit bigger than two DVD or Blu-rays next to each other because the disk drive takes up about just under half of the machine. Yeah. This is taller than that. So that's not fitting underneath my TV stand it's, standing up. It's you... bigger than the PS3 like by quite a height as well and width and yeah. depth and all sorts. So for me to have that on my current TV stand, you'd need to lie down. And when you lie it down, it looks even worse. <laughs> you, lose, you lose all the lines. Like, yeah, when you really stood up, the lines draw you into the The middle. whole point of that sort of curved top part of it is to kind of, it, it starts where it is and it curves down, like an hourglass, I guess, it and it draw, moves along with it. Yeah. But then they even fucked that up because they draw your eye right to the ports in the middle. Why put the ports in the middle? Like, for, for a concert standing up, yeah. Yeah, like, why would you put them there when you could just, you could have put them at the bottom and they'd be less obvious? But there's, um, especially when you've got it and light hits it and you're going to see the metal kind of frame inside the port for like the USB or whatever port you're going to put in there. And I'm like, why are they there? Why are they slap bang in the middle of the machine? Well, like, and like, as you were saying, when it's on its side, there's two big issues for me. One, it looks like a caterpillar that's like turning into a butterfly and like coming out of its cocoon. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it looks like, like it's expanding out. Yeah, and if you put it on the side, it looks like something's like crawling out. Yeah, of it, like. yeah. It looks like it like it's gonna like the middle bit's popping out because it's too too tight in there. But you've also got to get a stand to have it horizontal because there is no straight lines on the machine at all. So, so I've got to pay extra. Maybe I have to buy a new TV stand or well, buy a stand. Well, no, like Sony have done this for the, the PS2 and the PS3. You could buy a stand fit vertical and you could buy one for it uh, horizontal as well. Now, the horizontal one did nothing. It was just a look thing. Yeah. This one you need to stand because otherwise you'd be able to push it and it would wobble oh, yeah. a lot. And the stand's black. So you've got this whole sleek white out, out you know, exterior of the console with the black console part that's the exterior. And then the stand looks like two little black feet that are just sticking out the side. And just, the, but they, they put the disk drive underneath as well. When it's horizontal, the disk drive isn't on top, it's underneath. So it looks even worse. So are you going to buy the mini fridge or the Wi-Fi router for your next generation of consoles? I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, ru the rubbish bin is I've what everyone's saying the Xbox looks like. Fundamentally, it doesn't matter what a machine looks like because I'm not looking at the machine when I'm playing. Which I kind of agree in part, so I feel like I should stop bragging on the PS5 as much. But just in terms of kind of a cohesive view... When I look at my like big black TV at the moment, underneath it it has a small black box that is my Xbox, a small black box that is from Nintendo characters on it is my Switch, and a small black box that is my PS3, PS4. That's going to look hideous. It's not going to fit in in the slightest. No. Like, it's just going to be horrible. And I'm not going to be thinking, yay, PS5, look hideous, Ram. Because it's white. And I mean, dust it. I have to dust it more often because it's white as well. So, so, do, you know, do you know what I think so clear is the PS5 pad? The console, I can kind of understand what I... say. It's futuristic. But the pad... I think the pad's worse. It's got the. You, you, I'm looking at a picture now, and you've got the. So the most of the pad's white, and the exterior, the, well, the bottom of the, the pad, where the sort of thumbsticks are, the analog sticks are, is all black. 
and it looks like someone's got a black PlayStation pad and just stuck like a white skin over the top of it, like those hideous covers <laughs> you used to get. And the stuff that's, the black parts, the stuff that's just sticking out, and then the triggers, the bumpers, the shoulder buttons, whatever you want to call them, are black as well. So they sort of I stick like, out. I like the PS5 pad. I think, um, I think it looks nice. It's like staggered as well, like the Xbox Elite pad, where you can set yeah. them to different levels. That's pretty cool. I was met on the pad until Mark told me that if you zoom in on the picture, the texture on the pad is the triangle, square, circle, X things. That's a really cool feature, just as a nice design element. But then made me go, if there's that much machine work involved in the control pad, how much is it going to be? <laughs> control pads aren't cheap anyway. No. Not that I often buy more than one. because I'm oh, sure again. it's on the console. So I'm sure the console has that same Probably, design. Yeah. I'm I sure mean, it does. I mean, and yes, it's a nice little touch. It's not going to sway you anyway. Um, but no, I, I like the look of the PS5 pad. I think it looks nice. Um, it's got the buttons from the Vita on there. Um, you don't like them, the, the like transparent buttons on it. I didn't, but I was hoping they wouldn't actually be buttons and it would just be some kind of touchpad that would recognise my Oh, no, no, no. I was hoping it would just be completely flat and then I'd be like, they'd just mark where I need to touch. At least if it wasn't a button, I wouldn't mind that. If I just go, yep, touch, touch, touch. Oh, that would be the worst control system ever. But as it is, I'm like, mm, I'm not. Afraid. I mean, I prefer the control pads of the console. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the the control pad looks nice, but again, though, people showing different coloured versions, and you're like, that's a much better way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, the memes have been great for the the pad yeah. with the vest tops and stuff, but then like the console ones have gone one step further. I've seen so many like routers is the most popular one. So I'm comparing it to the Tower of Warfank. Um, yeah. all, all sorts of stuff that I saw I'd float on top um, I mean the, the Xbox has its own memes of being like a rubbish bin and stuff like that yeah. um, I, I think the Xbox Series X uh, it looks quite nice it, it does remind me like um, of like I guess Apple products if it's standing up on its side it would look t- pretty terrible yeah. um, I, th- I think yeah I'd, yeah. but at the same time it is, it's just a black box like it's very minimalist which helps its design whereas Sony have gone completely the other way and made it very flamboyant. The Xbox X looks like, well, X, the new Xbox, it looks like a piece of hardware. It looks like a machine. Well, it's sleek. Like, I think that's something like its, it's design is unopposing or it doesn't... It doesn't stand out, yeah. yeah. It just sits there, like, fair enough. Um, but the the PlayStation 4 was also a statement piece. Like, Sony want you to have it, like, on physically yeah. on display, like, look at my machine! And then it's like, well, I don't care, I'm looking at my TV because that's what I'm playing my game on. Like, it, I, Console design is weird. I thought like the only people that get away with wacky console designs are Nintendo. Well, the GameCube is still my favourite console design. I love the Yeah, GameCube. that looks great. It looks cool. Um, it looks like a gaming machine. It looks like it's designed for fun. It's got this little carry handle. Like, it's a nice looking machine. But then you can look at stuff like the Mega Drive and you're like, yeah, it still looks like the future now. Like just all the curves and the bright bright gold on it and stuff like that. Well, I've seen people saying that before. They go, oh, it looks futuristic. And I was like, well, what does that look like? It's not the future, is it? What you basically done is make it's like Blade, it's like Blade Runner in like Cyberpunk films. Where everyone in that looks a bit bonkers, but it's futuristic. Like they've got collars everywhere and lights on their hats and like neon lights about their fingers. And the PS Five is like going to Epcot and going, "Let's look at Future World and seeing what the future's going to be like." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, it's it's quite wacky and weird. It's not actually what we got." Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It just it reminds me of the old video, the old films in the forties, <laughs> and like, "What's the future going to look like?" And it's like, "Little Billy's got his robots." Do we think the design will stop people buying it? No. No. Uh, because of what happened with the Xbox One with Don Matrick and the whole uh, you know, issue of pre-owned games and using games, and the fact that people slug off the current Xbox are having no reasons to buy it for games-wise, and I think because PlayStation is more of a household name, 
it will vastly outsell the Xbox. And because of these reveals, the last Xbox reveal open just went, where's the games? You didn't show anything? Do, does where's it? Games? And then this PlayStation 1, which is just game, 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 every time this happens, every, it's like cements an already mainstream household attitude that the PlayStation's the better console because well, it's better. The battle is definitely so least to lose just because the PS5 sold more. Well, I, mean, I, I think the biggest question is, does it fit into your IKEA TV stand? Put it anywhere, are you? You can just stick it on the floor. Yeah, like, I'm not buying a new TV stand to have a console. <laughs> exactly. Like, it does no. not do it, so. it. It has to fit. And the Xbox Series X will fit under my TV stand. Lying down, it's going to have to be. I think I out. think the opposite will happen. I think because people like the visual design of it, and oh, it's a bit different, I think they'll want to put it do they? out on show. I've not seen any of the usual Sony fanboys that call out the woodwork at these events talk about the console. They've been going, oh, Horizon looks great, this game looks great, this game looks great, the game. No, a lot of and people they've... have gone crazy for the look of it. I'm, when I was on Twitter, 90% of the comments were people saying, oh my God, it's futuristic, oh my God, that looks badass, I love it, love it. Like, But then it could have been anything that wasn't a big black box and people would have gone crazy for it. Do you remember they saw the, the dev kit? Which is that hideous fucking footbath looking thing? Thing which looked that like a crap. No, I preferred the footbath. No, that was terrible looking. Yeah, but it's yeah, but that's not meant to be for consumer. No. Yeah, I know it's a dev kit, but people were going, "Oh my god, that looks sick!" And I was like, "Are you mad? It looks awful." And th- th- of course, but you it, had these. But it can look sick by itself. It's got to be integrated into your house. That's the, the issue. Like, is it going to look good in your house? I think the biggest issue for me is that if you've got a switch, well, that's already in front of your TV somewhere because that's where it has to be. If you buy an Xbox, you're probably going to have it upright, so that's going to be in front of your TV as well. This is going to have to be in front of your TV, and it starts getting very crowded. Yeah. I don't have a lot of space next to my TV to have things up. Now, like you mentioned earlier, it's the size. It's tall. It's a very tall console. Like the it's Switch fits underneath your TV, generally, because yeah. it's, not, it's not a very tall console. The Xbox can go to the side a bit like an amp does. This, yeah, like you say, it's, it's tall, it's bright. It's like it's its own pedestal. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, 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 next to the telly. <laughs> But it's interesting, but we didn't get a price point. We didn't get a release Obviously. date. Well, we've got holiday 2020, so we can assume Thanksgiving, December time. Yeah. Do we have a random guess on what the price is going to be? There was an Amazon leak that said it was 5 dollars Yeah, that's always going to be above the price. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it needs to come in around the £450, £500 market. Anything more than that, you start getting into... People will just start going on buying PC. It, it'll probably be four hundred dollars for the discless version, four fifty for the disc. They they can't charge hundred dollars extra for a disc. No, I mean I, I think if they tried that last generation, they'd have been a massive uproar. This one, I don't think many people want the disc version because digital, buying games digitally when Don Matrick had his DRM, you know, yeah. heart attack at Xbox, it seemed like a really big deal. Now the majority will buy this to do it anyway because it's such a normal way of consuming media now that. It's not an issue, so I don't think they'll sell that many disc ones because. Well, at the same, well, yeah, no one needs a Blu-ray player now. Um, well, but the other thing is though that if you do buy the one without the disc drive, you're going to have to buy the fifty-pound PSN games. Like you can't go to second-hand shop and buy buy disc. So true. they could go super cheap with it and be like, well, they're going to have to buy games somehow through us. True. I actually forgot until they said on the PS5 thing that it's got a four K Blu-ray drive. That the PS4 Pro isn't native 4K and doesn't have a no. Blu-ray drive, and I was like, "Oh crap! It doesn't have fucking drive, does it?" This is the first console that's going to have one for Sony, which made me chuckle a little bit. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm more than likely going to wait for the slim because a it gives me a chance to redesign the machine, and b I can't probably afford to buy both consoles at launch and 
I like the look of the Series X more. The Series X is going to have Halo Infinite, so that's my money basically spent already. I guess when you see it in person, it might be different because, like, when you saw the Xbox One, the original one, you're like, oh, that's an ugly machine. And then when you see it under your TV, you're like, oh, it's fine because it's just a big black rectangle. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, that, I don't mind that because it all fits in. Because fundamentally, what I care about is the games I'm playing, and I'm playing those on my TV, so that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. So all the devices under my TV, Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, Apple TV, they're all black boxes of some size or another. So they're kind of unobtrusive and they don't distract. Well, and, and I guess going on to, to that is is the games. Like, will Sony's exclusives outweigh Microsoft's? And so far, Sony have definitely had the lead in terms of, of the games. Like, Microsoft have had a lot of exclusives, but they, they're generally kind of average. Um, but who knows with all the, the devs that have been buying up lately if they will have stuff where you're like, oh, that actually looks really good this time. Well, Phil Spencer has said countless times he doesn't really believe in exclusives and he would happily let every Xbox Studios game be on other consoles. Whether or not that's a business model they're going to look into and be like, fine. So at that point, the most of this game is publishing and not making a console. Well, that, that's kind of where they're going. Like, the Xbox is just another way for you to play games because you will soon have xCloud and whatever else, yeah. PC. Um you know, to them, like, they've already said, like, they don't want, you know, next generation of consoles. It's just, this is another way to play our games. Right. And a lot of Xbox stuff is going on to, to Switch and stuff like that with, like, Ori um, and the Blind Forest and stuff like that. So, yeah, it makes sense that Microsoft are, I guess, not getting rid of consoles, but they're, like, you can play our games somehow. Yeah, like they're getting the cash if you buy the game anyway, so don't yeah. really care where you're buying it. Yeah. Um, they, they just want to give you different avenues to buy it, and obviously a console has to be one of those avenues, because as we've seen with Stadia, yeah. pe- people, some people do need a, a box under their TV. Probably not so much for Stadia. Depends on the business <laughs> model, to be fair. I mean, you know, the fact that I have to pay for Stadia, then probably pay for the game yeah. is a bit daft. I mean, looking, I mean, obviously we haven't had an Xbox conference yet that's gotten into any detail, me or detail, but just looking at what Xbox has to offer. I think if you're a complete neutral walking into a shop this like Christmas season, Xbox has the win to me just based on if they give you a year or six months of Game Pass for free yep. with your console, you're immediately leaving the shop having, if you just bought a console, you'll probably get a game thrown in anyway because retailers. So say you buy the Xbox, get Halo, and then six months of Game Pass, you're walking away, you're leaving that shop with 100 games. Well, Halo will be part of Game Pass, so... Um, um, but, I mean, but that's the thing with the, the PS5 games a lot of the, the third party stuff you're like oh that might be on Game Pass on Xbox yeah I, I had a look at the list um, Deathloop and the other Bethesda one are Ghost by Tokyo uh, time exclusives and the sound of things right um, that Project Athia one which we didn't mention the Square Enix game um, that's Playstation and PC so it's not even exclusive um, so that could potentially hit Game Pass on PC um, so there's a lot of stuff on the Playstation where I was like so basically from this conference it's Sackboy game Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Uh, a DLC for Spider-Man. DLC for Spider-Man, Astro Boy. That was all they showed to make me go, do you want this machine? And I'm like, oh, no. So far, there's nothing making me desperate to play it. But you can look at, back on like the PS3 and the PS1, probably even the PS2, and go, the launch games are actually pretty crap. Yeah. Uh, they tend to be on launch, don't they? I mean, we were the only people in the world that liked Rise, Sun and Rome. But when it comes to the launch games, they never ever, uh, Yeah, I told you, you're Xbox fanboys. They're never the best in the world. Um, well, the problem you have is you've got kind of like the general like media, I guess, and then the, the, the casual gamer, not used in terms of insult, just as they don't actively follow stuff. And um, once you've got, once public opinion leans in a direction, it's difficult to get those casual people back on site. So the Xbox One balls up with the DRM, always online stuff. Um, so that, that lost that console generation from Microsoft. 
So, again... It's but they also didn't have any games. Again, they went, here's another Forza, here's a Gears of War, here's a Halo. And if you're not into those, you're not going to be convinced otherwise. Well, half the conference went on about TV and watching They the did NFL. do that, yes. And it was, like, it was an awful, awful conference. Especially because after speeches only in America and it's really infuriating. Um, but and that, they were using Connect to show off how cool you could be with those TV features, and people were just like, mm, "No, okay. no, no, absolutely not." I mean, it's just, it's funny because now, if they did it now, I feel like they would they would have a better, oh. uh, better um, feedback because you've got Amazon Hub and Alexa and all this stuff, which people do tend to like and use. Yeah, it sounds like they they were a bit too fast with it. Mm. Oh, definitely. definitely. Especially considering the worldwide market. Like, maybe the market in America was slightly ready for that because of different advances and stuff. But in the rest of the world, it was like, like they were just like, I haven't got that maintenance, not that good. I can't have it all the time, so I can't play my game. That's shit. And you just put them off straight away. Oh, they had all the NFL stuff, which, you know, looked really cool. You could have all the scores popping up on your screen while you're watching it and, and games and stuff. And for us, like, oh, well, one, we don't watch NFL, and two, even if they had it for, like, football... Like it's, it wasn't even available. No, well, yeah, like, there's well, nothing I, to stop I NFL. I like the NFL, but I couldn't have that because I'm in a different market yeah. and it's not licensed properly and it's not available to watch. So I was like, I couldn't use that feature anymore. No, there's nothing to stop the NFL from just making an app and everyone's going to buy that because you don't need a console. You can just no, computer. you don't now. Um, so we've talked um, about the Sony reveal for about an hour now. So uh, I think we kind of hit the sweet spot of criticism. We, there was stuff we liked. We're not just shitting on it. I don't think we sound like Xbox fanboys. Um, because everything we said was fairly point, we've backed it up with logic. It's not like we've just gone, this was shit, why? Well, it's shit. Like, you know, like, I didn't like this because of this. I don't like the design because of this. I like the look of this game because of this. We've not all agreed on stuff, but I feel like we've hit the sweet spot of criticism for that. I mean, Mark's more Nintendo anyway, so he's going to be the more neutral. I mean, they're the like rapid of internet fanboys when you go, when they get burned to it. I suppose it's, it's quite weird to read them in a sense, to, with those wrapping up, I'm going off on a tangent, but... Nintendo are kind of out the picture. They don't compete. Nintendo managed to manoeuvre themselves into this kind of separate space where they're like, oh, look at them two fighting. Mm-hmm. We'll just sit over here and do what we want to do. So they don't, they don't have to worry about competing with the other two. The Switch isn't even remotely close to the Xbox One or the PS4 in terms of hardware. But it doesn't matter because A, Nintendo player fans don't care, and B, it's an intuitive little machine. So it's so weird to me that Sony and Microsoft are actively competing against each other. How have Nintendo managed to engineer their own little niche? And neither two haven't. Because they're Nintendo. Everyone loves Nintendo. They, That's why. Like, Nintendo does their own thing. Like If you want to play Nintendo games, you can only play them on the Nintendo system. Whereas Xbox and PlayStation, most of their games are very interchangeable. Apart from a handful of exclusives on each side, it doesn't matter which one you get. If you're playing FIFA or COD or you know whatever, it doesn't matter what system you really get it on. So Mark, would you get a PS5 more or less based on the reveal? Yes or no? Uh, at some point, yeah. Uh, I mean, I own, I own all three consoles as it is currently because there are some games you can only get on that console. So yeah, I will get a PS5 at some point. Uh, probably not launched, so it has to be something amazing. I would wait a long time to get one because I tend to get the PlayStation based on its exclusives. Like just buy one just for the exclusives. So for me, it'd be a long wait for a sale. I wouldn't even care about a slim version. I'd probably buy the original first gen one on well it, it does it does depend on the ecosystem as well like if all your friends are playing on playstation 5 you would get a playstation 5 to play certain games yeah. with them yeah. my um, little brother had an xbox one and most of his mates at school when he changed school from zero to secondary school had playstations and he was like i'm selling my xbox one on playstation all the guys at school have got a playstation and then there we went yeah there we go but well, at, the, at the same time i'm not going to buy a series x at launch because i've got a 
a normal X, I don't see any need to upgrade right away to it. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been big enough reason yet for either Ryan, PS5 straight away, or are you going to wait? Uh, I hate the look of the machine. Um, if if I didn't hate the look of the machine, I may buy one at launch. I'm definitely waiting for the Slim now, because it's a chance to fix the mistake. And that I done. guess it depends on price as well for both of them. We don't know. The Series X might be hugely expensive, or they both might be similar price. Mm. So... Like Mark said, there's a lot coming in the next few months. Um, we'll be there to talk about it. And if you want to hear more from us, you can go on, of course, the iTunes podcast section and, of course, on Anchor to find us with Critical Geeks. Ryan, where can people hear more of you? Well, they can read my thoughts. They can't really hear me. But they can read my thoughts at gamehype.co.uk. Okay. Um, should uh, I have two reviews going up this week, actually? Uh, have you finished them yet? No. Didn't think so. <laughs> You'll see why in the review if you read them. The vampire game I'm doing, I only want to play at night time because it's so atmospheric. I'm like, can't play it in the day, it's cheating. So, yeah. And Mark, uh, if people want to see more of your Fuzzballs products? Uh, yeah, they can look at the link in the description or just go to fuzzballs.co.uk. Um, lots of cool stuff there for you to buy. Any particular t-shirt you think everyone should buy? What's your favourite? Uh, probably the I'm Poor Summit Games one. I'm which sure you're, you're probably wearing, wearing right, right now. now. So <laughs> you I should, like the Need More Tea one. If you want to imagine what Neil is wearing right now, you don't need to imagine anymore. You can go onto the website and... Uh, oh, you want to just look like that, everyone will be saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Neil, if you were a console, you'd be the PS5 of the <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the X if you're going to stay. Right, yep, yeah, you can find us again on Critical Geeks. Thank you all for listening.